connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Welcome, everyone, and uh, thank you for tuning in to the Kado Podcast. Um, my invited guests today are Namus, uh, which is uh, a band of two people. And we'll talk about them, and they'll tell us about their names later. But today they're going to open with an invocation or a prayer, and we'll listen to that. Thank you. Satnam. Thank you. Satnam. Yes, the, the invocation that we use um, comes from the Kundalini Yoga tradition, Yogi Bhajan. It's Ong Namo. Guru Dev Namo. Namo can be translated as I bow to, I call upon, and I name. And Ong, the sound of the cosmos vibrating. I like to refer to it as the, the manifest Om, Om being the seed sound of the universe. And Guru Dev can be translated as the, the higher self, the, the God presence within. So as, as without, as within. Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo. We usually start by rubbing our hands together. But then I, I usually do this to begin my podcast too, when I'm my, <laughs> my podcast. And then press the palms together at the heart, prayer position. Receive a deep inhale. And exhale. Inhale to begin. Naturally, deeply, just relax.
deeply. Suspend the breath. Suspending this moment in time, eternal moment. Entering that timeless, eternal now. Exhale. We have to follow this with another mantra. It okay. ties in with our story, too. <laughs> okay, so that was the call the people in mantra, like, come on, God, we're doing this opening prayer. So yes. what did it mean in a sentence that I could understand it? I like to say, um, I bow to... The God in me bows to the God in me. Like the Namaste thing? Similar. Okay. Um, That's good enough. That makes sense. We we can't explain. Oh, it's too much to explain everything. So what is this next one going to be about? Yeah, we also say that the Ong Namo Gurudev Namo is bowing to the, the golden chain of teachers and teachings that have come okay. before the lineage, the lineage of the of where, uh, Kundalini yeah. Yoga tradition. So the room has suddenly got much more crowded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything, but I really believe I know budgets. what you're saying. Okay, and so what is this next Second. mantra? Why are we doing another? I mean, we're doing another one, but I don't know. I'm not questioning why. It's because it goes with what you're here for, but... Well, it's a Mangala Charan mantra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a mantra that kind of brought us together, and it's interesting. But we often chant it along with the Adi. Yeah, the Adi mantra was the one we just did, Ang Namal Gurudev This one is more of for protection. So it's so creating a bubble of light around us. Does it also bring a, a, a man or a woman into your life? <laughs> well, it did for us, but... <laughs> Okay, so that has nothing to do with. But the, that has nothing to do with the mantra. It's itself. nice to meet. So before we do this, <laughs> I gave the name of your group. Yes. You want to say your each of you's name and introduce yourself to the to yeah. the audience. Absolutely. So I'm Sat Kirtan, and uh, this is the name that was given to me by the Three Cho tradition through the Yogi Bhajan lineage. Okay, can you repeat it? Because I think I was still talking when you started. I wanted to be clear. Yeah, it's Sat okay. Kirtan. Okay. And it means she who sings the truth, the cool. divine. Sat Thank you. And if you add car to the end, it's a Sat Kirtan Kar means a princess who sings, the princess of the divine who sings the truth. Wow. And yes. does that make him a prince? Yes. You could say my, yeah, my full name <laughs> that Yogi Bhajan gifted to me is uh, Hari Ram Singh. Okay. So, in the Sikh tradition, all men have the name Singh, in fact. Because of the patriarchal tradition, women too. So he, he kind of broke that tradition when people started asking for spiritual names. He gave women the name Kar to, to you know, uh, invoke the royalty within. The royal okay. feminine. Yes. And so the Sikh tradition means that you're not, you're not Hindu or... No. And we're not Sikhs Sikh. either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people. I mean, I just want some clarity. So, yes. when we see a Sikh person who is traditional, they have the, the men tur- have turban. long mm-hmm. hair in a turban, yes. and they're all, often mistaken for other people. So, the mm-hmm. what you have practiced and what you carry on is is in the tradition of the Sikh, S I K H. Well, to yes? some degree, because Yogi Bhajan was a Sikh, okay, um, and his master Kundalini Yoga is older than Sikhism. And I guess because of the, the lineage of masters, we mentioned the, the golden chain, it embodied the uh, Sikh uh, prayers. 
okay. mantras that we mm-hmm. chant and share now in, in kirtan. So I'm going to translate that into my own culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we do healing here. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the healer in the tradition of French-speaking Louisiana is known as a traiteur. And you get a prayer from someone who had it before you. So mm-hmm. the lineage of healing would be in the traiteur tradition. And so you're bringing this to us in the Sikh tradition. Yes. Okay. To a large extent, yes. That makes sense? Yeah, Because it doesn't make sense unless I can... Sometimes I have to kind of bring it home to me, and I want it to make sense to to myself and, you know, to the people in this area. Most of the mantras that we share come from the Sikh holy book, the Siddhi Guru Granth Sahib. Okay. And um, Guru Nanak, especially the, the first prophet of the Sikh faith. And I think the French, uh, French You're from Canadians. Canada, I'm so from, you know yeah, some of this French stuff. We can relate to the, the Sikh story because it's um, a story of oppression. You mentioned the Hindus. The Hindus were always um, threatening to, to uh, <laughs> annihilate the, the Sikhs because Guru Nanak uh, said no. He said to people, you don't have to follow this caste system. You know, we are not a hierarchical society so in the country of india the hindus had a caste system Mm -hmm. and and the sikhs were free living free of that and that was threatening to the to the status quo so okay yes so they're always under siege okay um very special i i I haven't been to punjab yet the golden temple is definitely a place that i would like to visit um wow um, and so how did y'all find about, find out about me and Scott? I mean, you know, I'm not a seeker. I'm a seeker, <laughs> but that's not the same thing. So how did y'all get to spend <laughs> the night at home? Y'all came via New Orleans? Yeah, so basically we started in Florida. We, um, and y'all are on a tour? And we're on tour. So we got together, we started making music, and we decided, oh, we need to take this on the road. So we jumped in a VW bus, 1977. It's so cute. I like it. <laughs> a VW bus named Goldie. <laughs> She's got her own Instagram page, Goldie the Magic Bus. And we started north, and we're headed to, um, we're actually on our way to British Columbia in May. We're uh, teaching at a conference there, a shamanic um, conference. Okay. So we started north. We got as far as Atlanta, Georgia, and decided it was too cold and wet <laughs> <laughs> in the northeast. So we decided, okay, well, I think we're going to do the southern route, and that's where we ended up in Louisiana. We spent um, four days in New Orleans prior to coming here to Lafayette. And, we and met, you were at LHA. We were at LHA. So we landed there through the Kundalini Yoga um, community. We connected with Kate, who's living there, and she invited us to play for sadhana. Okay. So LHA is the Louisiana Himalaya Association, and, and they are in New Orleans mostly, but they also work in, uh, in uh, Dharamsala, and, and they work with helping the... Uh, Refugees. The yeah. Buddhist... The Tibetan Buddhist people, mm-hmm. and there's different fr- programs and exchange programs. So I went mm. on their program a couple of years ago. So this is way all sorts of connections. And then comes. someone there told y'all about me. Yes. Correct. Yeah. A beautiful soul named Tom. Tom. <laughs> That's right, Tom. Tom. Spent less 25 years in Dharamsala. Yes, he did. And yeah. he actually stayed with 
a friend of mine that came to my house, Karma Rinpoche, like. <laughs> and so y'all came over last night and slept mm-hmm. over, and we just happened to be able to do this podcast. So this was <laughs> yeah, exactly never planned. <laughs> okay, so if you want to um, hear this, because this, this mantra is cool. Um, maybe I'd like to ask Seth Kirtan to briefly talk about it. It's what brought us together, really connected us you know, energetically. It, it it says something about nomos, what nomos is. And I didn't know at the time when I, I've composed um, several different compositions for this mantra. It's one of the most popular and, and beautiful. And nomos is the name you chose for your group. Yes. Your mm-hmm. touring group. Okay. So so in this particular composition, sometimes I'll, like English words will come through. So I was chanting some English words to go with the mantra, which we'll share. And and after meeting Seth Kirtan Kar. We, we, we embellished it even more. Um, it kind of explains itself. Do you want to say anything about it? Mantra itself? Or, or how are you? Oh, yeah. So when I saw Hariram on, uh, I was on Facebook, actually, he did a, a video of this mantra, him chanting this mantra in the forest in Vermont. And it was just such an ecstatic energy and I loved what was coming through and I actually commented, I would love to jam with you one day and here we are. <laughs> you never know, huh? Careful what you ask for. So the mantra is, yes, it, it is Adgure Name, Jugad Gure Name, Sat Gure Name, Siddhi Guru Deve Name. One of my first teachers said, Sat Karton alluded to is, is for, for protection and because it has four parts my teacher suggested visualizing mm-hmm. each of the four directions as you're chanting mm-hmm. creating that safe space and Yogi Bhajan also recommended people use this mantra for travel plane travel even car travel to chant we it chant it every time. time we start Goldie mm-hmm. the magic bus we chant this mantra yes. so it actually can protect you from harm and, and I've heard some miraculous stories in that Mm-hmm. Way, um, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> so the Catholic version would be: we say the Rosary when we get in the car for a long trip and mm-hmm. ask Saint Christopher to protect us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Similar concept. Yeah. Similar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so same, same, but sample. different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've added the nomos part to it because like this. Distant star, Syria, 
on this beautiful planet. We call her Pachamama. We are water bearers. Namo. Come to usher in from Syria. Brand new golden era. Yes, the age of Aquarius. Agrename. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, we invoked and asked for protection, and now we're on a trip in this room. That's right. <laughs> on our journey. So um, when y'all were, you know, invited to look me up, and y'all got to sleep over last night, that was way cool. Um, and we don't know anything about each other except what we're learning now, so... Uh, this was planned never <laughs> or beyond that we could have planned it of course divine it was planned plan. exactly with divine <laughs> intervention so um how do you understand that music heals i see everything's in vibration everything's in a constant state of vibration exactly and so things are vibrating in harmony or disharmony and so when we're healthy, we're in harmony. And when there's disharmony, that's when disease can occur. Exactly. So I had a guest this week also for a visit, and he's here from Brazil, and he's like a physicist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and if a physicist could be with us, they could explain this whole vibrational healing through quantum physics. But seeing as this, none of us are quantum physicists <laughs> will just accept the fact that science can support us. And if you want a scientific understanding, it won't come from any of us today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but but, I, I but we can speak base. from experience, yeah, which we is just share how it's like, the most you know, peer-reviewed thing science is, science <laughs> is going to explain God at some point. Science right. can explain. I mean, if you want to look at it, God is vibration. God is love. He's... And the you scientific know. method is about trial and error. Exactly, it? totally, totally. Mm. Well, I, I, just, I was just touched with the idea of um, the memory of Dr. Emoto. We were oh, my goodness. By him now, he was Japanese. Water. And he was Japanese, and he did. Yes. He, he showed how vibration affects uh, 
Water crystals. Crystal. Yeah. Yes. Water crystals. Mm. Photographs. Snowflakes. Yeah. Maybe. We, we have a bowl here actually with, with water in it. And it's one of the things I love about um, using the bowls, because you can do it with crystal bowls too, is to, to look to see the water when, when we strike the bowl. You can see the, the ripples. The yeah. ripples on the surface. How beautiful. Mm. So, and to remember that the, the, the human body is about two-thirds at least water, water. exactly so each of our those cells in our body are also creating these ripples when we chant and use the bowls and so on so if anybody is listening you can look up dr emoto e-m-o-t-o and you can just google him and understand his theory and and the work he's done which could support the beauty of the sounds we're going to hear so so what are y'all going to do with the bowl <laughs> That has water in it. Why you put water in that bowl? <laughs> well, there, there's a backstory to the sounds that are about to be created here. So, um, the bowl is a Tibetan. Yes. The bowl is a uh, the bowl is a Tibetan bowl because it comes from Tibet or Nepal. Do you know? Probably from uh, Nepal. Probably from Nepal, yeah. and it's made of brass. Mm-hmm. And you're holding a a wooden wand. Okay. Or mallet. Or mallet that I can strike it with. But before I I make the sound, um, there's a little backstory to why we call ourselves Nomos. Nomos. Um, Basically, it's from the Dogon tribe. This is a a legend of their creation story. Where is Dogon? Dogon's in Africa, Mali. So now we're in Mali. Okay. So in Mali, Africa, some of the oldest cave drawings on the planet are of these fish-like creatures that are half man, half fish. And according to Dogon legend, the earth was populated initially by these aquatic creatures that came into the waters of the earth. And also where there wasn't water, they put water and then jumped in and it was the dolphins and the whales and the mer people. And so... Uh, we've both had this connection, and um, Hari Ram actually has visited the Dogon tribe. Yeah, I was called to go there. In Mali. <laughs> <laughs> and we both, have, we both really connect with the dolphins and with, uh, with the ocean. I was mm-hmm. living in Florida for the past mm-hmm. 25 years or so, and um, just having this connection with the sea and with mm-hmm. uh, dolphin and whale. And so this bull here invokes dolphin spirit. And we here live close we have bayous and rivers Mm -hmm. and basin and rice grows in water and crawfish grows in the rice pond so we have this same Mm. water connection Mm -hmm. just to bring it Mm -hmm. to make it make sense to me and okay absolutely so for all you mer people out there
So it's the water inside the Tibetan bowl. As I move the bowl around, the water uh, creates that sound, the sound of the dolphins and the whales. Wow. And you can drink the water afterwards. It's been charged vibrations. You have to make it sure really the bowl. The you have to make sure the bowl is clean yeah. first, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but wow. really can, one can really taste the difference if they're sensitive and mm-hmm. feel, feel it. It's amazing. So I do this kind of healing here, you know, and understand what uh, what y'all are talking about. Um, but you don't necessarily do this as healing with one on one. You you offer concerts, right? You offer mm-hmm. performances, and so when you when you do healing work in a performance, what is your expectation? If people don't understand the healing part and they just entertained, but they still receive the same good vibes from you, mm-hmm. how how does that help everybody? Well, we we want the all the participants to have an experience um, of soul which we could describe as vibration, this deeper resonance. Hopefully the, the music and the mantras that we employ as well, when we, when we do call and response, chanting will invoke some, something of their soul, perhaps past life memories. Or, um, I like to describe the mantras as codes, ancient codes for healing. Okay. Um, we were taught in, in our Nad yoga training about the, the all the acupoints on the roof of the mouth, the upper palate. There's like 96 points, I believe. And so each each sound, each consonant vowel uh, will activate certain points depending on the way how the tongue touches the top of the mouth. Uh-huh. It's like we're typing in a code, a re, rerouting perhaps. You could say that the, a lot of people relate to computer lingo today. The, <laughs> The, the I'm working on becoming techno-begno. I'm not there yet, but please, I have yeah, to learn the language. It's kind of like doing a reboot of, right. the, of our brain, our whole yeah. nervous system. And these mantras, they, they work, they get in, and then they get into the subconscious. Right, so. they're also known as seeds, seed mantras, bij mm. mantras. So they're seeds that go into the subconscious and they grow over time, whether you're conscious of it or not. So it's not about mm. if someone sits down and hears you that they're going to leave without a, a limp or without an illness. It's it's a it, it gives them seeds for a healthy vibration for the rest of their lives. Yeah, you could in say in some that. way. However, you would say that mm-hmm. yes. because it's hard to use the word healing, mm-hmm. right? And it's hard to deny using the word healing when right. you know it's healing. But the, because the word healing evokes uh, like a result. Well, so the the difference between heal and cure is what I wanted to. To bring, mm-hmm. we can all be healed, but die healed, but not cured, because we have to go at some point. I'm just wanting to bring that. Yeah, well, I like to keep it simple too. For relaxation definitely is key, okay. right? Um, mm-hmm. People are under so much stress in the West still wow, today. Yeah. It's really sad. Uh, we're supposed to we're supposed to be entering a more leisure era. That was it was promised to us back in the seventies, but people are working harder, if not anymore. I was alive then. Yeah, I, yeah, you can. We tried <laughs> make love, not war. We're still trying. War is winning, but we'll try. So we we'll encourage outside of the shavasana because that's one thing I started to incorporate into my kirtan a long time ago. What is ago. shavasana? Shavasana. So relaxation. It's 
It's a oh, time uh, in a yoga session usually when people okay. lie down on their back to okay, go into deep, Relax. deep relaxation. Um, ideally, it's conscious. So you're lying down with eyes closed, arms and legs spread out. Um, Palms want to up, stay, open to receive. Yeah, to receive um, healing and uh, visions. That's the other thing I was going to say. Um, when we use the drum, we might do a little, you know, example here, a session, the djembe, flutes, the, the crystal bowls. We're in, inviting people to have a, a journey. Um, and, and it happens often. People have visions. So it can be quite profound. I've had so many credible feedback like this from, from participants. Mm-hmm. So you want to do yeah. that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so we're going to ask everybody who's listening to, to get in a place of relaxation and close their eyes yeah. if they can. And yeah, it could be sitting up or lying down. Just not driving that, a car? Yeah, yeah. Pull over if, if you're in If the you car. drive a car, just listen to it as music. But if you can take advantage of the music, you can go mm-hmm. into a, a relaxed meditative state. Right. Yes. And if okay. you're sitting in a chair, just we ask you don't cross your legs. Yeah, yeah, better if the feet, feet are on the floor. Flat on yeah. the ground. And then op- palms faced up, open to receive. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. getting in that position in my chair. Yeah, all right. Okay, take <laughs> us on this other trip now. <laughs>
Alleluia.
Well, thank you. So you want to say kind of what that was in case someone listens in the middle that they can go back and have a meditation from this if they listen to the podcast? or Yeah, absolutely. So that was a, what I would call a sonic journey. <laughs> yeah, like I'm saying, what was that? Sonic, thank you. Tell us what journey. it was. <laughs> like you never know exactly where it's going. <laughs> Yeah, we totally improvise. I mean, it's all what's coming through in the moment. And so, uh, share the about time. what what um, instruments you use. Where do your flutes come from? It's mm. a good question. Um, <laughs> we got ours from a friend who's been collecting flutes from various uh, flute makers over the years, Dear all over the Sarasota. world. He lives in Sarasota, Florida. He lives in Florida, and what he travels all over the United States. Or he did, you know, had several travels, specifically looking for flutes like these native flutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a native, flute native flutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know which tribe or anything like that? It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but I'm just asking because the question came. Um, I know mine's by Silver Fox. No, Billy White Fox. Maybe Billy mine. White Fox. So it'd be Native American tribes. There are some makers in the Florida. Area. And some, of course, a lot come from the southwest, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're not so sure the origins of these. They were from his not collection. Exactly, right. Okay. He would be able to he tell you. He has some good stories to tell. I should put <laughs> oh, him on I'm the show. Sure. <laughs> and, and tell me about the, the glass bowls. Are they crystal? Or they are, are they crystal. So they're crystal clear quartz. They look and glass, so that's why I said glass. Yeah, they're, they're crystal clear. So a lot of the bowls you see are frosted. They have like a white frosting exactly. around them, but these are crystal clear. They're still 100% uh, crystal clear quartz, but they're made clear, so there's no friction when the wand goes around. Right. So the sound is very pure. And then I also have a bowl here that's um, an alchemy bowl. So this one has the crystal clear quartz mixed with aqua aura and gold. Right. And the nice one about this, this is a. More recent development uh, from the original bowls, the frosted ones. It has a, it's a handheld. It has a, a stem, mm-hmm. so one can carry it around and and use it for healing. In fact, this one has a I point put, at the end yeah, for, for acupressure. Acupressure point on the body on certain meridian points, and then play into those areas. So I'm looking at it it's as you hold it. It looks on. like a wine glass and a stem, but it doesn't have right. the round piece. So you have to hold it in your hand, yeah. and when you put it down, it looks like a bell. Right. So you have to put Upside it down. down. So that's and what are those other things that look like toilet paper holders, <laughs> but they're metal and? These are actually from France. Uh, they're called zephyr. 
Oh, they're French. What is our friend? And and uh, my the person I studied crystal bowls with, he's actually on the road as well. Maybe he'll come through one of these days. <laughs> Jay Shui, he says, Zafir, take away Zafir. Oh, that's way cool. <laughs> How do you spell the fear of these instruments? F-I-E-R? Z-E. Oh, Z-E. P-H-E-I. Oh, wow. P-H-I-R. Z-E-P-H-I-R. Wow. Those are the coolest things. Yeah. Um, and then your little djembe is a little djembe. It's a little yeah. African drum. Yes, yeah, from Senegal. From it's Senegal. Good for travel. It's nice. Right. Nice and small. Great sound. Wow. Now, without any instruments, the voice itself creates vibration that can heal. Yes. We we know that. We sing mm-hmm. in church and we sing lullabies with babies. So mm-hmm. you can do vibrational healing without a collection of worldwide. Uh, and crystal bowls. Yes. Absolutely. And that's actually what we find to be the most powerful tool in our collection is our voices. Yes. Uh, we, we would like to teach more about this. And we will, even um, with some maybe online courses or podcasts in the future. Because it, it helps my singing voice, I think Seth Kirtan too, um, for honing my pitch. In fact, I, I love to tell the story because when I... Um, first bowls that I had, I was playing one day, and at first I was learning how to play them without singing or toning, and I started toning, and I was alone one day, just experimenting with my voice while playing the bowls, and I was startled, so I, I hit this um, harmonic, it sounded like there was another person in the room with me, I was like, <laughs> I kind of jerked my head around. It's an overtone. And it was this, yes. over, it hit this perfect overtone, it was like another voice. Wow. Appeared. So and then uh, over time, I started to work with this and honing my pitch and, and relationship with the balls. It was amazing. So because mm-hmm. this is all on as we speak, can you speak your website where people can find you if they want you? Yes. Say it, please. Yes, it's nomos.space, N-O-M-M-O-S dot space. It's, it's a funny little story with that, too, because we were looking at getting a domain name and .com nomos.com was already taken take or no or the, yeah somebody they wanted like $19,000 a year <laughs> per month oh, yeah, or something to buy the domain so <laughs> and then that's when we discovered that there was a, a space option <laughs> .space which was, of course we laughed and it's perfect perfect right? for us. comes really... from Sirius so that was the thing oh yes we I forgot didn't to mention, mention that the, mm-hmm. the connection with the Dogon tribe is with Sirius which the is dog the store. dog store so yes. tell us about that because yes. some people know about that well, the Nomos tribe is uh, by the, the lore, ancient lore, comes from Sirius A. There, I think there were it's a yeah. star cluster of yeah, yes. I think three or four different, potentially four maybe. But it's known as the Stars. the dog star or constellation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, I yeah, and I'm part wolf. Um, I said <laughs> Kirtan has some wolf, I have some wolf too as well. Sure. So Did you do your DNA to figure out the wolf? How do you know if you're part wolf? <laughs> you like to howl. <laughs> <laughs> I had some prophetic dreams when, okay. when I was younger, wolf dreams. Uh, that was be- one they told me. And just, because, you know. you know, some of what we say is kind of funny and can be totally discounted. And no, you won't find DNA of wolf in your... But, <laughs> but there's real connections. And so as you connect to a specific animal, they bring us... A message like yeah. there's a lot of wolf is a teacher, mm-hmm. yes. and and whatever wolf is that you understand, so you can connect to the wolf being um, 
some sort of iconic spiritual thing that's in other tribes or other places, and although it may not be a part of um, Catholicism in French-speaking Louisiana, it's part of the spirit in other cultures that you bring to you. So that's well, what yeah, the wolf has been much maligned, as we know, throughout the world for, for centuries now. It's interesting. So I feel like, we're, like with the dolphin, I feel we are, our tribe very much uh, connects with the wolf totem, to right. use the native term. Um, I know I have, a, uh, like through Spacebook, I call it Spacebook, it's funny now we have dot space. <laughs> On Facebook, I, I've met a lot of people, that's how I've connected with people like Sad Kirtan, is through our, the wolf connection and or dolphin whale connection. And like dolphins, wolves love to sing. And they are leaders, like you said, and they've been maligned and, and hunted and killed in hor- mm-hmm. horrific ways around the planet. And, and, we, and there's a, a renaissance. Wolves are now coming back in different ways and reaffirm our position. <laughs> Red <laughs> Riding Hood. Yes. And all Goldilocks. Yeah. The wolf was really never bad, mm-hmm. except in those stories. So, yeah. Or the original stories were, were Way distorted. Way different. And, and exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me about the dolphin now. I understand that dolphin has to do with manna, and dolphin has to do with, I don't know, we can speak to them. Speak of the dolphin, if you would. Yeah. A lot of people swim with them when they can. What does the dolphin dolphin (laughs) totem bring to us, if we want to invoke that? Yeah, actually, um, I was able to... Swim with the dolphins in in Hawaii, which wow. is and and also Florida, but particularly the wild dolphins in Hawaii because they have the spinner dolphins there. And what was so cool is they play a game. Well, what I perceived to be a game, but maybe it's something more. Um, the dolphin carry a leaf on their fin when they swim, and then they drop it in front of us swim away, and then as we reach to grab the leaf, they come and swoop it up. And they grab wow. it back in their, their fin and then carry it away, and they, they're playing this seeming, seemingly game. But later we found out that um, someone had a dream about this. It's initiation. And it's more of an initiation that they do a with ritual. their tribe to wow. kind of initiate you into their tribe. Mm. So that's pretty cool. And they and live I, in the water, so that has yes. to do with being in the unconscious part, not in the mm-hmm. the brain part or the intellectual part. It's deeper than that. Yes. Well, yeah, I wanted to share that our our first time going into oh, the yes. into the ocean together was on the Gulf Coast of Florida, mm-hmm. and it was neat because I I didn't set Kirsten had the idea when we arrived at the beach to call in the dolphins. She just made a little just a little song impromptu song. Oh, come in, dolphins. And did they the come? Beach. Yes. Less than an hour later, we were going into the water. Yeah, we had finally <laughs> submerged ourselves in the cold water because it was winter time. And once we got comfortable there and started to relax into it, it was what, about 50 feet off shore, yeah, not far right away. in front of us. This dolphin comes and he's actually waving his tail. 
uh, up and down. And he's going and up and down, checking us out. He's kind of blowing s- some water through the blowhole. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Kind of, Didn't it kind of scare you at the same time? It's like, did I do that? Did I really follow <laughs> you? Right. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like a trippy. Really, moment. Yeah, if, if we weren't really already happening? in an altered space, that brought us into a deeper oh, wow. altered space for sure. Right. It was one of those timeless moments. Because we communicate with animals when yeah. we allow ourselves to communicate with animals. That's way cool. Yes. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, Hawaii's been calling us both. Again, I was in Hawaii, too, some time ago, and I've been dreaming about going back there ever since. And Did you do a dolphin yeah. connection or have a do- specifically a dolphin connection while you were there or just all of yeah, Hawaii? Yeah, well, in fact, I was, uh, I've started on the... Maui, then I had an opportunity to come and help facilitate something called Dolphin Dance. This um, oh, wow. facilitator, shaman from Italy, originally a design. So I helped her to develop this program with Watsu, water dance, um, <clears throat> other ceremonies, including going to the caves and all so many. So I, um, I understand shamans and shamanism. Um, because I have a degree in anthropology that I got later in life. I was mm-hmm. a mature student. Awesome. I was so mature, I was the same age as or older than some of my professors. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. But how do you explain shamanism to people who don't know anything about it and who come from mm-hmm. a, um, a regular place and don't know anything about the healing arts? How would you say, what is a shaman? Yeah, I've... I've always had trouble with labels because people will argue about well, what, exactly. what it is. You know? But let's just explain it's medicine, it yeah, so For they me, can it's a medicine get... person. Okay. And how do we describe medicine? You know, I think we all have medicine. So I, I like to say we're all potential shamans. For sure. It's about realizing what our sole purpose is. I love that play on words, sole purpose. Because it could be more than one, but we, you know, we tend to have a, a blueprint, a spiritual purpose for this lifetime and I think when we the more we realize that and hone that then that that's our medicine we right have, we have something like specific. you're here with the guitar uh, is mm-hmm. that an American guitar um yes okay it was made and, in China. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the and the crystal bowls mm-hmm. are where are they made these are made in California okay and then the 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 French what sounds like wind the chimes fear. the fear in they're they're made in in France in France, France. and then the it's probably Nepal the bowl with the water in it the brass bowl that singing bowl is from Nepal where does the uh, bell come from that this one? that that's bowl also, that handheld that's also from California oh. mm-hmm. and then Not and the thing. flutes come from United Some States, indigenous yeah. tribe in the United States. Yeah. So you're talking about shamanism, but you don't have to be one of those things to be that kind of shaman. Right. You yeah. sort of have an eclectic gathering of mm-hmm. shamanic tools, so you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be a Sikh. Right. As in, how do you spell Sikh? S-I-K-H. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. so that people are understanding that you're you're understanding this but you don't have to belong to any of these places and Mm -hmm. even if you belong in a totally other place you can know this exists and call it to yourself or just Mm -hmm. and just know about something maybe you would never have known about i've been interested interested in shamanism for a long time since the early 90s when i started my shiatsu training and the way i like to i think a more mm, specific definition or um the word 
<laughs> anyways, is the is one who travels uh, for themselves or on behalf of another or community to other realms, to the right. lower upper world, for healing and to exactly. bring back some type of healing or to guide one who guides another person or a group. Well, I've been be- privileged in to be able to host um, Tibetan Buddhist. Uh, formal monks. is the word I was looking for. And so, what were we looking formal, for? Formal, the formal definition. Right. So, yeah. and, and I had a guy who stayed with me. His name is Karma Rinpoche. There's more to his name than that, but but he is also a shaman. And and I think that that people who do spiritual work in in regular religious traditions often invoke for others. So, it, it mm-hmm. there is a. a some sort of connection, but I wouldn't know how to make it. I just wanted to give a broader, like, like definition, uh, mm. so that we could know it exists and understand it, even if we never bring it to ourselves. There are people on all these levels praying for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That not just the people in our town, people in the whole, and they do it in different ways. And there's a big connection with nature. Mm-hmm. And that's important, too, because, you know, we live on this planet and it's natural. And yeah, it's seeing the like connections and everything. The earth helps us to be connected mm-hmm. to all of this. So we have like a few minutes left, so I'm going to ask if y'all have anything to share that you've been thinking about that maybe you... Um, well, I always like to share some more music with... Just one thing came to my mind just now, um, as a as a shaman and holding space for people in, in, on retreat, because I've done that over the last um, eleven years. And before that, I had a place in Quebec where I was inviting people to do individual retreats, and also we did some group retreats there. Was it in English or in French in Quebec? Um, well, a lot of anglophones would come. But I had francophones okay. coming too. Um, was like you were describing, just to give them the space to have an experience and not to be so specific about it. In other words, to we would do some yoga, kundalini yoga, um, in the morning, some sound work and so on, and then give them time to explore the forest or waterfalls and take them to yeah. different places in nature and let nature do its thing let exactly. them have their own experience we're all you know we're all having a unique experience and i have a friend who died recently his name was greg garordan he lived in the Atchafalaya basin and he wrote books and he had beautiful pictures of of nature and he made a t-shirt once that had been one of his quotes and and it said something about um there's something about being in nature and it seems to suck the poisons of civilization <laughs> right out of you. Yes. You just have to be there, and yeah. you get something yeah. in in yeah. in what you're talking about. So I understand that through Greg's Absolutely. words. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have anything to share, and then we can end in music. I think we could end in music. Tell us about the music, because we won't hear anything after it's over. Okay, well, how about we'll... We'll end with a traditional closing song from the Kundalini Yoga tradition. <laughs> and you long, have a, a CD song. you made. Closing prayer. So we do have a CD that's um, should be out. Should be out by the time you're hearing this 
this podcast. So it's, it will be on your website. It's a live album. To. It'll be on our website at namos.space, N-O-M-M-O-S dot S-P-A-C-E. So come check us so out. I would like to thank my house guest that I just met last <laughs> night uh, for thank coming you. and doing a podcast with me. What the thank hell? you for your hospitality. We're so grateful. Thank you. So grateful. Thank so just to give you a little back story with this, uh, Yogi Bhajan heard a version of this old Celtic song on the radio when he first came to Los Angeles in 69. The incredible string band. Some of the listeners who have been were around will remember this band. They were quite popular at the time. It's made the long time sun shine upon you. It goes like this. This is one of our original versions. <laughs> May the long time sun shine upon you, Allah. Final mantra. This mantra is Sat Nam, means Sat Truth, Nam, name or identity. So we seal this beautiful ceremony experience with long Sat, short Nam, inhaling deep. of your identity, of your infinite nature shine through in all that you do. May your light shine so bright that when others look upon you, they become inspired to shine their light too. Satnam. Satnam. Thank you, Vanya. Satnam.
Merci. Merci Thank you for listening to Le Cadeau Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Begno. Matt Roberts produced the show. Thanks to AOC Community Media for the use of their facilities. For information about AOC, you can visit aocinc.org. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. The views and opinions expressed on this or any program on the AOC Podcast Network do not reflect the views and opinions of Lafayette Consolidated Government, Cox Communications, LUS Fiber, AOC Community Media, its board of directors, or its staff. To learn more about becoming a community media producer, visit us on the web at aocinc.org.